All right. Hold on, let me make sure I get my my yaminaries up. It's been a minute. No Static Podcast, episode 241. I am Dennis, your host. Jax is here. Free Palestine, nigga. Khalil is here. Uh, and I think Coop is here. Yeah, I'm in here. I'm in here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the, the name and I was like, wait a minute. That could be one of two people, but I was like, okay, <laughs> the other person didn't read the message, and they're fashionably late. So, I mean, yeah, that that pretty much narrows it down by process of elimination. But glad we can make it make it, fellas. Um, first off, before we get started, um, uh, we were supposed to record last week, um, for our Hater Bear Media Versary. Which took place um three years ago on October eighth. That was the first episode that we recorded under the Hater Bear Media umbrella. Um, a thousand, a thousand emails later, we still here. That's wild. It's wild. You know what I looked at the other day because <clears throat> I knew it was the Hater Bear Media anniversary joint, and I looked back at some of my stuff for the bro listen or whatever. Bro, I was podcasting in 2016. Nigga, I don't remember that. Before the saturate, before oversaturation. Bro, I've been podcasting since Will and Jada been separated. Like I've been out here. <laughs> Gotta pat yourself on the back. Um, I think where I want to start it, and I know there's a lot of like pressing things that we have to get to. Um, for, <laughs> but I do want to, I do want to start here and this has kind of been something that I've been seeing on, um, on social media. So with, because th- there's been like, you know, mixed, there's been mixed banter on the matter. And have y'all seen that video with a teacher that was like, you know, trying to get the kids attention by, um, by singing, by saying ski. I have, I have. I have. It is no different than when the teacher be like, um, oh man, I can't think of it. My homegirl, she's a teacher and she teaches at some school and she say the first part of the school and when the kids hear it, they clap and say the second part of the school so they can be quiet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I seen the teacher, she was like, when you see me and you trying to see what's up and all the kids say, Ski. that ain't her fault your kids know that song. <laughs> it's it's crazy because it's people that you know had a problem with that teaching method and Man. i think I, i'll say i'll say this i remember growing up and just remembering like what it was like to have the cool teacher fact i don't yeah. think this is i personally don't think this is any different from having the cool teacher moment or hear me out on this one hear me out on this one if you're teaching elementary kids, you're 20 to 30 years older than them, correct? So back in our day, that was Pepper Farm remembers, but yeah, back in our day, you got to think, we going to school, at least for me, I'm going to school in the 90s, right? So if a teacher is 20 to 30 years older than me and they're using pop culture references, 
those pop culture references were from the 80s and the 70s. You feel me? So, like, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about it. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that teachers have always done this. However, the difference between now and the past is there's a camera all over the place, including this teacher who specifically recorded herself doing it and it went viral on TikTok, which mm. is how we even know about it. Um, she did not st- show any of the students' face or anything like that. Because if you've ever been on Teacher Talk, you guys can look at look it up. It's a bunch of teachers who make videos about how their classes are and things of that nature. And these teachers do this a lot. They never show the kids, but they show how these kids are. And I'm going to tell y'all boys this. I think the emphasis and the, and the concern should be less on the fact that she used sexy red to quiet her class and more concerned on the fact that there's videos on teacher talk showing 17, 16 year old boys and women and, and young ladies who can't read. They're, 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 these kids are dumb, bro. I just want to point out real quick before you get into that. I be forgetting our age difference. Cause you just said, you just said the, the eighties, the eighties and nineties, right? And uh, and the reason I bring it up is because I'm over here think I'm over here thinking about like just because like my elementary years were like the two like early to mid two thousands, and I'm over here thinking about like how um about you know like this is like this is when like I remember when my fourth grade teacher showed up showed up with G on his song. Come on, bro! Like, bro. I'm going to tell you how crazy that, that dynamic is for you, bro. Because even though you close to our age, you got to understand, like, me and Jack's elementary years when Jordan was winning the rings. Like, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like we was hearing about it from, like, our parents. No, nigga, we was witnessing it. Like, we was going home. Like, nigga, we still remember, like, Power Rangers at 5 o'clock. Because <laughs> it still came on at 5 o'clock. But, my nigga, I, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. The only reason we talking about this is because some mom somewhere don't like it because they think she a hoe. <laughs> right. That could be. That's the only reason we talking about this, bro. Listen, bro, if this was a song, if this was a song, nigga, if this was a Rhapsody quote or something like that, my nigga, we wouldn't even hear about it. But it's, but let me tell you what it is, my nigga, it's song lyrics by a girl who get fucked on the internet. So we got to talk about it. And you know why it's stupid, my nigga? It's stupid because guess what, my nigga? Whether she did or she didn't do it, it's not helping your kids learn any better. Facts. Facts. And then just to go back to what Coop said, man, time is weird, man. As a, as a person who took history in college and has a degree in history for no fucking reason, um, one thing that'll slip you up is time. Humans don't have yeah. a perception of time. We have this thing that happens, man. It's one of the first things I learned in history, y'all boys. We have these things as humans to compartmentalize everything within our life. Everything is about us. We are one of the most selfish creatures on earth and won't even realize it. Because let me explain to you. To you, a long time ago is 30 years. 30 years ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But to us as humans, we think of that like, oh, that was a long time ago. That's why you get things um, like, Oh, slavery was in the past. Nigga, that's three generations. Three generations is not a long time, y'all boy. That's here's not a, a long time. <laughs> here's a question. Um Khalil, Khalil, um, also Miles is here. Um, 
who was it? Who was in their prime when y'all was in elementary? Y'all remember? What you mean? In elementary? Entry. Biggie, Pac, Puff, Puff was about to take over the yeah. world. Me and Q, uh, me and, and Coop, it's big, it's Biggie Pop, Bad Boy, West Coast, East Coast, or whatever. Yeah. I still remember the Source Awards, mm-hmm. right? Like, Just to put in respect, you I'm also, like, you also got like the best reign of like black R and B like singers and groups right now because you got Boys to Men going into like Brandy and Monica, fucking uh, what's gonna call it? Um, damn, why am I struggling with these things? Every R and B song that niggas keep remaking that Sweetie keep trying to make a name off of, mm-hmm. it's and during this time, nigga. So hold on, hold on. Jack's coop time out. Khalil, who was who was in who was in a prime when you were in elementary? Like elementary. Um, I don't know. Um, it's crazy, but like I I remember like Gucci Gucci dropped a lot when I was in elementary, like oh nine stuff like that. I listened to Gucci back then. Like he come on the radio and stuff like that. Like I knew him. Maybe like Ti Gucci. A lot of like dudes from Atlanta. I see. No, I was familiar with. That's crazy. Back in that time. Crazy. All right. I'm in elementary, like, like, oh, oh, five to maybe like 2011. Nigga, I was in college. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, five, I was a junior in college, nigga. I was in college, nigga. You talking about, you want to know something funny? One of the, who, nigga ain't on this, uh, 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 Q ain't on here tonight. But, bro, me and Q and Rob and, and Coop. Nigga, we went to see Gucci, bro. <laughs> I came to family homecoming. We went to see Gucci, bro. And the only thing this nigga had out was icy, nigga. Um, so I said, and Jeezy, I swear to God, and Coop's on the phone so he can, listen, when my credit go bad, he can shut my car down, nigga. Listen, I promise you, I remember this like it was yesterday, my niggas. It was me, Q, Gerald, uh, Rob, Tank, and cool, and we were listening to Gucci, Icy, and Jeezy came on, and mm-hmm. I remember Coop saying, "Oh, that nigga kind of wrong," and I remember me saying, "Ah, oh, man, that's just a nigga. That's his little sidekick, nigga. I call that nigga Gucci sidekick. That's how insignificant Jeezy was. That's that's insane. But bro, at the time, Coop, am I lying? Nobody knew who this nigga was." He was a nigga. He had just dropped. He had just dropped yeah, Trapper Die, right? Mm-hmm. So he had just he had just dropped Trapper Die, and Trapper Die was like a mixtape. And y'all niggas gotta understand the internet was different back in the day. Yep. You feel me? So you ain't just like, oh, this nigga's hot from the internet. I see him on Instagram. I'm gonna go look him up. That's not how the shit worked. You had to literally drop a, a, like drop a mixtape. You had to pass that shit around. That shit had to get hot. Then once it get hot, that shit had to stay hot. Then it had to hit the radio. Trapper Die had not hit the radio. And only a few niggas had his mixtape. Icy was everywhere, nigga. Everywhere, nigga. Everywhere. <laughs> nigga, my chain hangs down to my dick. That's it. Because that was the part at the end of the song. Q would say that every time. That's his part. <laughs> That's still crazy to this day how, how, he, how he sung that. Yeah, bro. That's wild, bro. It's wild, it's wild, bro. It's wild. And I'm telling y'all, boys, time and perspective. Today, the great and almighty Jacksonville Jaguars won, as they should, because everything is right with the universe. Just to put it in perspective, <laughs> when y'all talking about, when y'all talking about, um, when y'all talking about, uh, 
like elementary and shit like that. I just want to put it in perspective real quick. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming up almost on their 30th anniversary. Their first year in the NFL was 1995. Them getting accepted into the league was 1994. The first year the Jaguars was in the NFL, I was in fifth fucking grade. So think about that, bro. My entire life, bro, all the way up to sixth grade, the Jaguars did not even exist. Man, you want y'all hear- niggas, y'all can't imagine a time you young, you can't barely y'all don't even imagine a time without the Jaguars existing. <laughs> so long story, so kind of bring it full Right. Nigga, I'm gonna tell you some I'm gonna tell you some crazy shit, my nigga. Because you get this, I get this all the time from niggas who quote unquote love Kobe. My nigga. Y'all think y'all love Kobe, nigga? Nigga, I saw the niggas entire life. Like, <laughs> like y'all understand, my nigga. One, that his shout out that nigga people, because his mom paying my, my pop used to mess around back in the day, right? His pop is being, right? My nigga. I saw when that nigga came back to this country and then started going to Lower Marion and was dunking on niggas and then went straight to the NBA. The whole nine, my nigga, like, <laughs> like, and niggas, just, niggas. To, just to, just to, just Dennis, just to do what you was about to do and bring it full circle. Cause I do want to add some teaching shit into this or whatever, right? Cause although I, it didn't last because your children suck, America, your children suck, but I have taught before, right? Let me tell y'all boys something. What she's doing is perfectly fine, and I would say I would encourage it. And y'all know the reason why? If anything that you can reference, pop culture-wise or anything else, that will draw these kids into learning academia, you should fucking do it. Because at the end of the day, y'all boys, these kids are not where they're supposed to be. America is no longer, despite of how cool you might feel, or America, the greatest country in the world, we are no longer in the forefront of education, and that's because we have turned our educational system into a freaking fascist, neo-religious uh, foolishness, bro. Okay, and let me say this, and I'm just gonna say this, Dennis, and this, 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 you saw my heavy on my heart. Y'all know me. This always be heavy on my heart. I'm gonna say this. This is the words and expressions of Anthony Jerome Rogers, aka Hater Bear. So don't blame it on Dennis or nothing else. But I promise y'all niggas, and I don't care how you hotel niggas or you woke niggas or whoever make you feel, if you niggas stop focusing on who going to the bathroom where and who gay and focus on educating your fucking children, we'll be in a better place, you stupid ass niggas. That's all I gotta say. What's doing you right? When I was in elementary school, we listened to T Pain. Yeah, that was a T Pain, the Soldier Boy. Yeah, T Pain was on, definitely on that list. T Pain came out when I was grown. Yeah, I was already in college. I was about to go. I was, yeah, I was, was graduating. I, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. Uh-uh. I was getting, I was getting pussy in places where I wasn't watching the door for my parents anymore. By the time I heard T Pain. Yeah, also, I just want to say that um, unless you count in the Nappy Boys when nigga had robbery and shit like that. I remember that. I was in high school when that came out, but when the nigga re-came out of T-Pain with, with I'm Sprung and the Plies joint, I was I was grown as fuck. <laughs> Such wonderful age gaps. Alright. Yeah. Let's get it. Alright. So, Alright. Let's get in. Let's get in the, the For All The Dogs. 
By the way, I do want to start this off by saying we are not a music podcast, but we have to acknowledge when music is musicing. Well, right. you tell me what's musicing. Who, <laughs> who would like the floor first on reviewing this album? Which one? Which album are we reviewing? We Say it with, out loud. We start with Drake. Listen, I'm going to go first because I'm going to go quick. Because I think that when Drake dropped the joint, man, like two albums ago, we had a conversation on here, and I think I was the only one defending Drake, and I was like, this nigga to go. Blah, 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 shit. Then the last album, I was like, what this nigga doing? Okay? Now this album, <laughs> listen... Listen, I young got, boy. I got, got two doubles on the mobile order. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Drake is still the goat for many reasons. However, I'm sick of this nigga. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm the only nigga that was like, yo, what am I listening to? I, I was like, this is just to put it in perspective how I feel about this album, and I think I sent it to the group chat, y'all boys. It was like Drake. On T Rags, I don't know if you know T Rags mm-hmm. from a uh, TikTok or whatever, right? Yeah. T Rags did a thing he's like, "Aha, that new Drake out," and then he played the Drake, and it was like, "Nigga, I can make whatever I want. Y'all niggas gonna buy it." <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna put on this song, nigga," and then it's just Drake farting, and niggas like, "This fire." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this shit, bro. Like, is it terrible? No, it's not terrible. But I'm like, wait, Q, when you need him, bro. Why this nigga done meld it in? That's my question to y'all. Why he done meld it in, bro? Yeah, he was the main one. Right. Why is this, why is this nigga done meld it in? He's he's not on the he's not on the whole like uh trying to like he's not trying to push music no more. No, you feel me? Any of us are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. The album ain't pushing music to no kind of next level or nothing like that. All right. Um. Well, before I go, Khalil, you got anything? Oh, I didn't listen to the Dre album. I'm not gonna lie. I did not hear that. I heard. I think I heard. What is it? 8 a.m. in Charlotte. I thought it was decent. Like, I don't know. I think it's cool. Use conductor beat, but other than that, I didn't really. I haven't really heard it. I don't want to say it was bad or not bad. Just wanted no rush to press play. No, That's a really. big sign too. Before you get into your thing, Dennis, that's a big sign too. That's a big sign too. How do how do how do or how does how does literally arguably this rapper of of multiple generations, the last two generations? How does he drop something and you don't run to go listen? You, I get to it when I get to it. I mean, how I does that, that happen? Could be like a, that could be like a personal thing, though. But I, I mean, I do know a couple. I don't think it is, my boy, because I know a lot of listen. niggas. I know a lot of niggas ain't listen, bro. Yeah. I don't think you. I don't think you by yourself, bro. It's a lot of niggas ain't caring to hear this shit. It's like I get to it when I get to it. It's not that you mutiny the shit. It's not that you protesting the shit, right? You'll listen, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna listen, but but... right? But you ain't have no hurry, Dennis. That's a sign, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I was like my whole thing before I get into my um before I get into my review. I think the 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 interesting thing about it is that it's happening with you know with Drake specifically. Like it was a time like it was a time where it was like anybody else you'll be like you'll get to it they'll get to it when they get to it. It is like but it's like for that to happen with Drake, somebody that people you know that I've watched firsthand people like 
run to when he drops something. I'm like, oh, we have evolved as a people. <laughs> I think what's crazy about it is the fact that we've gotten to that point where it's like, because I even said, I remember when it was, I remember because this was before he had announced that it was going to drop at Thank you. And I remember when he had said that and I was like, okay, I'll listen to it in the morning because like, like, you know, I'm in the process of like Thursday night, midnight, I'm watching like one of my favorite shows. But, um, and I remember I said I was going to listen to it in the morning. Then he announced that he was going to um, drop it at 6 a.m. So I was like, okay, cool. I got up around like 7, listened to it. And yeah, that just goes to show like just the time difference. Like everybody ain't, you know, midnighting it like that. Like, you know, ain't nobody. Because I remember I remember when um when CLB dropped and it dropped at 2 a.m. And I ended up getting a message at like four in the morning was telling me how they felt about it and i was like yeah no nah, that's crazy because if it was anybody else i don't think they would get that same kind of kind of truth. clb is the last time i had drake back i ain't got this nigga back no more and you know what's crazy you know what's crazy like i think that this album is better than clb and it is i agree with you I agree with you but 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 did he push the music? Or is this shit safe? I think what is that the 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 audience, I think there's a there's a disconnect with you know the, like the the discourse that's been going on over the over the past week of because of this release has been he's making music for a certain demographic, and that demographic is not us like. ADM in Charlotte, I love. Like that was that probably probably my favorite song on the on the album. But that's just like that's just like I thoroughly like it a lot. But a lot of the discourse has been he's been making he's making music for you know the the younger the you know the younger crowd you know the, the kids the youth and that's you know and that's not because I know some people were saying like saying it like it was a knock. I mean I don't necessarily see it as a knock. I mean it's intelligent. Considering what he want, considering what he wants to do, and considering how he wants to, you know, considering how he wants to be the guy, be the get all the streams and do all of that, like he's doing exactly what he wants to do. Because if he were to like, you know, get, you know, go the mature route, I think it'll be different for him in that in that landscape of things. But no, nah, um. I think it's better than I think it's better than CLB. I'll keep this brief. I think it's better than CLB. I don't think it's better than her loss. Her loss is still the best, you know, project to drop out of the four. Um, couple of couple of joints I like were um 8 a.m. in Charlotte. I like um first person shooter. Um there's a couple other joints. Like it's like the, the album's not bad. It's not it's not great, but it's not bad. It's it's decent. It's decent. I I'll say that, you know, I don't think it's like I wouldn't necessarily, you know, this isn't something I would drag through the mud necessarily. But I think it, I think it's, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's do I think it's it's, you know, best it's best effort? No, I think it's another, you know, I definitely think it's bloated. And, you know, which is unfortunate because it's like, I don't know. When I look at cause it's crazy because when I think about, you know, a 23 song album, 
like it's people that you know are able to do that effectively like bad bunny was able to do that sizzle was able to do that but i don't know man overall overall i, th I thought it was decent hey my nigga let me ask you something is getting beat up real bad better than getting stabbed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. good because that's what we all pretty much about to say about this fucking album. Check this out, honey. Dennis is right. The shit isn't for isn't for us. All of us who got on the Drake during that 2006, 2007 when he first came out with this album, not for y'all. Let me tell you why, my nigga. You can tell by what he rapping about. And this is something me and Q have talked about. Me and Dennis have talked about separately. Certain artists are so successful that it um, it's actually a little counterproductive sometimes because it stunts their growth. Artists like Britney Spears, like Drake, there are people that's so successful that realistically they've never had to really grow in in music and for that matter life. Like the fact of the matter is, I like it's a it's that old Dave Chappelle's bit. Like my nigga, if a nigga was getting pussy in a cardboard box, he wouldn't buy a house. And that's what's literally been happening to Drake. The nigga's lifestyle and success have afforded him luxuries that honestly the nigga hasn't had to change his life since what Owen. Check me, check me out, bro. Number one, if you a nigga that that pays a mortgage, if you a nigga that has a rent, if you a nigga that goes to a nine to five, if you a nigga that went to school and got a degree, guess who this album ain't for? You. <laughs> it's not my nigga. Let me tell you this argument for this album is for is for your teenage daughter who want to get fucked on weekends behind your back. It's for people I just want to stop you right there, sir, and say that. It is though, bro. It's from it's for my kid and her friends, and they for, like, bro. And I, I, I'm not saying you lying because you're not lying, but I just think that when something monumental happens in life, we have to say it. And I'm pretty sure that analogy has been in existence forever. I ain't never heard that shit. So I'm gonna let y'all boys know right now that if a nigga get could get pussy in the cardboard box, he went by a house is one of the greatest things I've heard in at least five years. Okay. That's true though, my nigga. Like that's in deep on like ninety levels, bro. My nigga, you want me to tell you who Drake is? You know when you go home and visit your people, and that one cat that's either y'all related to, maybe a cousin, or maybe like you know your brother, or whatever, or uncle, and that nigga is forever stuck in the time when he was that nigga. Like that nigga's forever yeah. stuck in his best summer ever when he had the wild coat flow and he was fucking all the little bad hoes and shit like that. And the nigga and the nigga whip was crazy and all that shit. And now he ain't that no more. But now you can tell because every girl he bring around is some bitch that's like clearly a freshman at the local like community college who really need help. Yeah, my nigga, that's who Drake is, my nigga. Like it's it's one of those things where you looking at somebody that. Like, whether you like it or not, nigga, the nigga hasn't had to grow because the nigga been so successful. And in actuality, we've been talking about his inability to grow for years and just ignoring it because what was happening was every time that nigga was, should have shown growth, the nigga came out with a hit. <laughs> my nigga, sorry, my nigga. It's, it's hard to see someone's lack of maturity when you see a hotline play. The nigga it's do make hits, though. I will say that. The nigga, no, oh, nigga, listen, that's oh. what you said it, it, what you said before isn't isn't a lie at all my nigga people who put drake as a goat i completely understand that nigga and i won't argue with them you can't argue with the resume and the success 
But at the same time, let me tell you what it is, my nigga. You can hear it on the album. Like, my nigga, you, my, no offense, my nigga, even now, my nigga, and I know we, we range in ages. When the last time, my nigga, y'all niggas was so hung up on the bitch that y'all met, y'all took personal shots at her to, like, publicly embarrass her. Or <laughs> instead of just cutting that bitch off and moving on. Yeah. Yeah, my nigga, you got this shit 20, 20 plus tracks. And this nigga going at all his exes, showing us how how hurt he still is over Rihanna. Dissing niggas that you like, my nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, my nigga, you want me to tell you how bad this shit is, my nigga? And, well, excuse me, let me tell you how bad it is where he is, not necessarily the album. So, because the album, you are right, it's better than CLB, but that's why I gave my analogy earlier about being stabbed or getting beat up. Because CLB was like us getting stabbed to death by the nigga. And now this is like, okay, well, nigga, since we just going to have to eat a couple fists, this is better. Like yeah. real shit, like real shit. My nigga, check, check this out, my nigga. The nigga got a whole track on there, right? Where he throw anti over the whole track and expect us not to know he's talking about Rihanna. No, nigga, we know exactly who you fucking talking about, nigga. We know exact my nigga. Have, just to show you how like the state that nigga in, look at this Joe Button shit he did. Yeah. Like nigga. Like my nigga. No offense, my nigga. I'm gonna tell y'all something right now, my nigga. I'm damn near 40. I tell people all the time, my nigga, I'm, in, I'm 36 now. I always forget because my birthday just passed, but 36 now, right, my nigga? And I still got that part of me that's, as quote-unquote, as my nigga would say, Philly as fuck, where it's a part of me that's always down to, like, if necessary, have a confrontation. But as I get older, my nigga, I don't be wanting to be scrapping and shit like that in the streets with niggas over shit they said and shit like that. Nigga, I tell you, I tell niggas all the time right now, I got a best friend right now, and you know, and Dennis, you know what I'm talking about, my nigga, our nigga Vince. Mm-hmm. That's my nigga the whole nine grand. I love that nigga like that's my brother. But I told him the other day we was chilling, my nigga. I was like, my nigga, you know if you ever try with me, you get shot, right? And he was like, what? I was like, my nigga, you work out every day. You got a lot of muscles and you got dressed. I was like, nigga, I'm putting three in you, my nigga. I'm putting three in you just to put you down and I'm putting three more in you to keep you down. And he was like, my nigga, that's a lot. I was like, no, my nigga. I was like, no, I'm in my 30s, nigga. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about, nigga? I'm not my nigga. Um, but let me let me jump in. Let me jump in and say this real quick because you did say something that that I do want to bring credence to, because there was a moment in the album that had that I thought was egregious, way more egregious than the Rihanna thing. It was the fact that we had to hear a girl complain about oxtails for two minutes straight in the middle of a song. Like bitch, egregious, egregious, agree. Matter of fact, Dennis, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you how I reacted to that. I said, yo, what is this? I literally pressed pause, took out my AirPod, put it inside my Togepi case, right? And proceeded to continue to work. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I don't know what's crazy. The fact that you have a Togepi case. Bro, dead ass, when that part came on, I thought my I thought my shit had just done some like signal job and shit. I thought I was just picking up somebody else's conversation. Yeah, that was bogus, bro. And yes, I have a Togepi case. It used to be a Snorlax case, and I gave the Togepi to my daughter for my AirPods. However, my Snorlax case, uh, I lost the head of the Snorlax and I lost the the, the body of the Snorlax. So rest in peace, Snorlax. That's crazy. So, we wanted to do a sleep. But, but yeah, my nigga, you we all brought this. I'm gonna let y'all know, my nigga, we gonna feel like this for Drake from here on out because the fact that the matter is her loss, we loved her loss because that album's for us. 
there's a lot of different things in that album, and he let Twenty One balance it out. But when he makes solo projects, my nigga, he going, bro, he going through for the for the audience that helped him leapfrog through time, which is always the younger younger generation. What's happened is in the past, before Drake would drop an album, that nigga would go and blaze a song with some unknown new nigga. Mm-hmm. But guess what, my nigga, ain't no more Black Boy JBs. You want to know something else, Dennis? Go mm-hmm. ahead. Cool. Finish your thought. So, so now that shit that he used to do to kind of prep young ears and get ready to get ready for him, you can't do that no more. And you know what else I was gonna say, man? You wanna know something else, Dennis? And this probably will help you segue. I'm be real with you. Um, like you said, it's not a music podcast, but even if it was a music podcast, what this Drake album was does not deserve the amount of time we just put into it. Comment and saying this, saying that, bruh. This album was mundane for Drake's standards. And do we think it was bad? No. Do we think it was great? No. So, like, it don't. It's not deserving of the twenty-five minute review. It's not deserving of 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 talking about. We need to. We need to say that for Kendrick next album. We need to say that for 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 something that dropped, and we like, yo, did you hear such? We need to save it for that, cause this shit here, this ain't it. Yeah, I just think that in the grand scheme of things, just with with music as a whole, cause I'm gonna be honest, like, <laughs> like it's so much, it's so much stuff that I'm prepared to not talk about. Like, it's it's crazy how many people dropped the album this weekend, but. But yeah, I'm not but like like but like we said, this isn't a music podcast. Um, but yeah, like we gonna we're gonna leave it there. Um anything, any additional thoughts on the on the Drake album or anything before we move on? Did y'all like the Yeet feature? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually <laughs> I actually <laughs> like it, but the only reason I like it is because of TikTok and all the the little it's clips of exactly great cool. coming I like in. It I like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I like it because of that or whatever. I actually like Yeet, but the only reason I like Yeet is because of my kids that I coach or whatever, because they think this nigga is Lil Wayne or some shit. Nah, but Yeet is not. Yeet is well, he's not Lil Wayne. That that's that's no, <laughs> that's he's not. But, <laughs> You'll be surprised. close though, right? You know, you know, you know. You'll, be, you'll be y'all niggas. Listen, you talking about age gaps earlier. Y'all niggas would be surprised what these kids think is fire, and when you play them some shit, what they think is trash. Think about it like this: when your auntie or your granny played some fucking Rolls Royce, and you was like, "Yo, this shit sucks," <laughs> right? Right? That's how these kids feel about shit. I play, bro. I promise you. I played some Tether Club up thugs and they was like, this is bad. And I was like, nigga, how dare you? Oh, we're gonna how get into some, <laughs> some age gap type conversations. Listen, um, I'm gonna say this about the Yeet joint. Uh Drake was definitely out of his element on that one. That was definitely a, a Yeet, a Yeet song. And Yeet I did that money for fun. And Drake <laughs> money for fun. Let me say what that Yeet feature was like, my nigga. If you watch any of the new 
Indiana Indiana Jones movies and you watch the movie and you go, all right, look at all these young, like, spry motherfuckers around Indy who's clearly 95 fucking years old, still trying to jump back and forth between moving cars in the middle of the fucking Sahara and fight niggas armed with AKs while punching them to death armed with nothing but a fucking Gucci bag and a whip. That's how I feel about that song, my nigga. It's fun to laugh at because of the fun people make of it. But if I'm being real, my nigga, it was like watching a nigga go, yo, no offense, my nigga, why was y'all niggas even hanging out? <laughs> right. Money for fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's really get into some some age because this is about to bring up some real age gap conversations. Um, West Side Gun dropped this weekend. Ooh. Boop, 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 boop. Nigga. And nigga, and that shit didn't miss, nigga. Listen, all color me biased, nigga. But there's something beautiful about curated luxury cocaine rap. <laughs> Listen, 1000%. This was I'm 1000. <laughs> Listen, I thought this like this was so different. It was different. Like, I feel like even 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 if you're not in the boom bap. And by the way, I meant to segue with for all the from for all the dogs to for all the neck beards because this is about to be a neck beard conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. But I even even if you're not in the like boom bap or anything like that, like it's some it's some joints on there for you, which is crazy. And I thought like when I first listened to it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't know about him on these kind of beats. But then I came uh-huh. and I was like, oh. Okay, I'm like I'm, I'm finding myself start like for example, um, 1989 when that came on and just you know how he was rapping over because I was like some some of the songs you know it's it's some it's a couple you know skips on there I'll be honest but overall I thought it was dope but I did think like for 1989 for example when they um when I was, I listened to it at first I was like all right what what is the what is what they on right now and then all of a sudden i don't know where i'm like one thousand <laughs> uh, one bro let me tell y'all something bro one my nigga that nigga stole guy cooks is the fucking <laughs> it's the fucking cocaine crooning and rick james <laughs> that nigga that nigga that nigga go and get on your shit and he gonna sing and it will be beautiful you will like it nigga <laughs> number two Nigga, when you listen to this album, I be telling people, and he said it himself, he was like, bro, all the boom back niggas that like love me for like that kind of shit. He goes, bro, they're not gonna like that. He was like, bro, no key, they gonna hate me. He was like, yeah, but, he was like, but for real, for real, my nigga, he was like, nigga, I never, he was like, nigga, I never promised them nothing. He was like, they <laughs> fuck with my shit. He's like, and I'm glad they fuck with my shit. He was like, but y'all can, he was like, but from day one, I've been like this fly ass thing of fashion in my thing. Being fly is always doing my thing. And that's exactly how this album go. This album, when you... Niggas like... Niggas like Donatello Versace and Giuseppe and Dapper Dan, them niggas that, that they heyday was way before them. But they so stylish, they so cool that they never really out of style. That's how you got to look at this album and this project. Right. If you go in there, you was never going to get a West Side Gun album that was going to bar everybody. His features was, but he himself wasn't. But he didn't promise you that. He promised that what you would feel like you was. This shit feels like you're walking through like a, like an art show more than you feel like you listening to like a nigga that's supposed to be giving you a certain sound. Yeah, like, like yeah, like he's like, the... this shit lived up to for motivational purposes only. 
Right. Like he's because he's considered like the curator. Like, of course, I don't think any of us like is like West Side Gun is the best rapper, but he's the best when it he's dope when it comes to, you know, curating projects and he knows the right people to put on a song. Yeah, I, I think he's good at what he do. Right. Like it's great. Like because when you because like the like the joint I'm about to play now, for example, if you listen to this, you probably thinking like this ain't no West Side Gun kind of kind of you know kind of track or just what I know. Even if you don't listen to West Side Gun, you probably thinking like this ain't a West Side Gun track. You you probably thinking like fifteen other people you think about to hop on that joint or something. Uh, then they got on there and they murdered this shit. Nah, they did. Like, it, it's it's crazy because even when I first heard this, I was like, because it went from it went from Mama's, Mama's prime <laughs> to this to Costas, and it's like Mama's prime time. You know, it stayed on that traditional boom bap, and it was just like, all right, we about to get to this. And I think it's and so think, crazy that like see, and I think he did that on purpose too, bro. Like yeah. one of the things um me and Dennis, like when we were talking about his personal projects, one thing I feel like Dennis does better than a lot of other people is arrange his projects. He'll have songs, they're all good songs, but the order he puts them in, where he puts certain songs at a certain time in the album helps tell a story, it helps. You know, it helps give you a destination on that album or that project, I should say. Right. This thing is one of them things where, like, he did something like that where when you hear Mama's Prime, like, my nigga, you that it's it's the punch you see coming. You go, okay, Jizz on the shit, Conway's on the shit. Okay, these these are about to be rapidly rapping. Yeah. They do their thing, and then that shit come on fucking costs, and it's and that shit is the punch you didn't see coming. <laughs> Yeah, it's West Conway and Benny. It ain't like like you don't hear like the the ESTGs and the Jeezys and all of them. That's like at mm-hmm. the, like, like I even notice like the song, the even the joints that I like the most on there are like because I do I do like Kitchen Lights a lot. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I also like uh I also like JD Riss, which is another mm-hmm. joint. That's like under the kitchen lights. <laughs> It's like, wait, oh, hold on. I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for this, but overall, I think it's dope. Yeah, I like that. I think it's different. Like, it's way, I want to say it's way different. Like, you do got some like old type of vibe songs on there, but it is kind of different. Like a lot of features that I didn't expect. Like I knew he was gonna drop it. He dropped the track list, but like I don't know to see West Side Gun and ESTG. I think that's kind of crazy. Like collaboration wise. Yeah, and made it work. I too. think it worked out though. Yeah, like I, I, I was a little. I think like my, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the of the Ross joint because I kind of wanted Ross to like step into, step into that into that world because I feel like over like a smooth like sample beat like that. I think Ross, I think Ross would sound good on that. Yeah, but like it's definitely more it's definitely more highs than lows on this. Yeah, I ain't like the Ross cut by the way. I ain't like that. No. Yeah, I think I, this. I, it's better, Other stuff it's was better than drinking Doja Cat. Listen, Doja Cat, I'm still, still, still slap. Um, I'm, I'm standing on that. One. That, you know, <laughs> yo, you know what's crazy? Standing on business. <laughs> yo, yo, first of all, let me tell you two things real quick. I want to address the standing on business shit. If I hear a nigga say that shit one more time, <laughs> because you have to understand that I'm around teenage kids all day. 
So you know what I hear all day? Standing on business. When we got done with the game Friday and niggas posting their highlights, you know what every caption for every highlight is? Standing on business. I'm tired of that shit. I don't want to hear that shit no more. You want to take all this because everybody you 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 heard it from is not a person standing on business. They're not exactly. None of you niggas is standing on business. Matter of fact, y'all niggas standing on fraud. But listen, the, the West Side joint, the West Side joint. I'm gonna say this, man. I thought it was. I thought it was dope. Um, I'm gonna do an experiment, and Dennis, remind me uh, next episode to give you the results because I'm going to ask my kids, did they listen to this album? Not because West Side, we got to know or whatever. I'm just curious as to do these niggas actually like good music? Because I have a theory with kids, bro. Well, like we like cool saying he made these for the for the he made these for the young niggas or whatever. Most people made their music for young niggas or whatever, right? I have a theory with music, bro. I don't think niggas listen to music how we listen to music, and I mean that goes for everybody on here because oh, I'm saying. You can tell. This is Gen Alpha. This a this a what comes out the millennials, Gen Z. This they issue thing, right? These niggas have these niggas have these niggas have an issue where they only listen to music because somebody told them to listen to music. I have a theory with with, with young people, bro. Young people only do shit because somebody told them it's cool. We used to make our own trends and shit like that. Nigga, Jabot jeans is one of the most natural things of all time, right? And let me tell you why. The first nigga to put on Jabot's was a brave ass nigga because them shits look crazy, right? Them shits look crazy. Um, but he rocked them. New Orleans started rocking them. The South started rocking them. And it got, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. But like it was a trendy thing based on the fact that some nigga took a chance or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The niggas, the niggas nowadays they don't, uh, they don't take chances, bro. Oh, niggas, bro. niggas, niggas, niggas do niggas do shit because I saw it on TikTok. And, I, and let me just say this, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna let y'all boys get it. The, the reason why, the re and I know it, bro. I'm telling you, I know it. I know niggas don't listen to this album because nobody on TikTok or anywhere in, in, in mainstream social media is telling niggas to listen to this album. The first day of school, when I went in for football practice or whatever, and I seen everybody first day outfits, I promise you every single kid looked like they were straight out of TikTok thing, right? No swag, no style. Everybody looked generic. Everybody had on a graphic tee and black pants with such and such Jordans or all the little girly girls had on the little short tennis skirts, blah, 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 blah. Literally, niggas have no swag. No, <laughs> right? Offer perspective. Hold up. As a Gen Z nigga myself, right? Middle school, high school, you know, we was listening to, I agree, I agree. There's like this certain, uh, there's a pressure, a social pressure to listen to what's popular, or at least listen to what's listened to, to stay within the cultural zeitgeist, we'll say, you know, people come to school talking about this, people come to school talking about that. If you can't at least, you know what I'm saying? Like if I didn't listen to the Drake album, which I didn't, I ain't have shit to say about the Drake album. We all talked about the Drake album. So that's connection you miss out on, right? And so if right. your peers are all counted by the same algorithms on TikTok and they're seeing the same stuff on their reels and they're seeing the same stuff on their feed, right? It's about exposure more than it is about like listenability. I listen to the West guy, West Side Gun shit, but not because I'm trying to like 
branch out even it's i'm just looking for more good shit you know and then once you get past the algorithm once you get past that like ecosystem of what's popular there's more good shit outside of it but like you have to you have to want to explore it first and i think like that individuality comes from a sort of confidence that comes with like knowing you're gonna have people that are interested in the same stuff as you if you are willing to go out of that but like when you're in high school and middle school you you can't just go you know to a to a record store at whim and meet people that are listening to real records and shit like that like you you bunk with the people you know you know what i'm saying and then watching tiktoks you watching tiktoks i think that's well said man and i think that communication has changed because i think you said two two narratives in that statement bro that are straight on point the lat the latter one was you bought with the niggas you know right so like back in the day bro like the niggas we hung out with was the niggas we hung out with so if you come to a nigga and you be like man i'm fucking with this little wayne shit or whatever the nigga ain't never heard of little wayne nigga gonna be like what's that and then it'll spread like naturally grassroots type shit like oh nigga this nigga such such puts me on this nigga such such put me on that right and I, I think that was something genuine that I think is lacking. And then the 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 former thing that you said, which was you got it. It's a confidence that you got to have to step outside of the algorithm type shit. And you got to have that that little bit of fuck it in your system. And having a daughter, bro, that's weird. And not that she cool. Don't get it twisted, y'all boys. My daughter is cool, but not through her own choice. She's only cool because she's so fucking weird and full of anxiety that she can't go along with the normal shit, right? So she she ends up being cool because she do different shit, right? And then it, it just, it, it ends up like, because if everybody in the crowd got on a blue shirt and you got on a red shirt, you're going to stand out, right? She just has anxiety about fitting in because she doesn't want to be around a lot of people. So I end up seeing that motion like you're talking about. And she has a weird ass dad for like who's a who's a who's a millennial and weird as fuck and I'm I do have that I, let's go to a comic book store let's go to a record store type shit you know what I'm saying so she got one of those dads so it pushes her to be on the edge of shit that's why she walking around listening to Billy Idol with one earring that's dangling and shit like that you know what I'm saying but if you don't have that outlet if you don't have that person to influence you to say man it's okay to be weird niggas don't want to be weird bro niggas don't want to be different and i think it's you know just to bring full circle of all of what um we've been talking about tonight i think that goes back into the teacher thing that's why if you gotta use that to help teach then go ahead because all them kids know who sexy red is because of the algorithm because that's what niggas listening to so if that helped them kids learn their divisions then you do that you feel me? But like you gotta have some connection, bro, with society. But at the same time, you gotta have your own plot in this stream, bro, in this universe. I just feel like there's so many people, bro, who have no idea. It's just like I asked the kids, bro, not to not to take up time, but I'm gonna say this. I asked the kids, I say, yo, why none of you niggas got pictures on your Instagram? 
no G that I know have pictures on their Instagram. You click on their Instagram, it says no post yet, or they have one post up there from something that they really, really cared about. And then the rest of their Instagram is blank. And I'm like, that's defeat the whole fucking purpose of Instagram. Instagram is about photo photographically capturing your life. And they say, when you go to a nigga Instagram, this is what the kids told me. If you go to a nigga Instagram and you see more than five pictures, you know they old. That's crazy, y'all, boy. But when I asked them, why don't they have pictures on their Instagram? You know what they said? I don't know. One kid, bro, and I've asked over 50 kids that, y'all, boys, not even an exaggeration. Not one kid could tell me why kids don't post pictures on their Instagrams. Every single kid to a T was like, that's just how it's supposed to be. Who said that? That's an interesting point. I've because like I've um because like even you know like my younger cousins like they'll um like they won't necessarily make a post but like everything will go into their stories. Yeah, not, like po- they're they're not posting you know photos like on their actual profile, and that's you know that's one of those things where it's, where it's just like you could tell like it it's one of those things of who started that, <laughs> and it's like. The, the unsolved mystery that remains unsolved. I got unsolved. a theory for that too. I got right. a theory for that too. Stories are magical, right? Because they exist in this weird kind of in-between space of what's permanent on the internet and what's not. You can have something completely disappear from your from your Instagram face or whatever the case may be by just not putting in your highlights. If you want that bit of stay there, you take it, post it on your story, put it in your highlights, and it's just like a post that someone's really looking for. Not only that, there's more information there. You can see who's looking at it. You can see who's not looking at it. You can see who's reacting to it. They got its own little sets of insights and such, right? All that information that exists outside of, like, the normal expectation that comes with, with a post. And I say this coming from someone that's, like, not just worked in marketing, but like growing up and seeing peers of mine not just not just get canceled like locally, but get completely ostracized and removed from the community that they were raised in as a result of the way they not even the things they say on the Internet, but the way they navigated those things that they've said, because you could have the most squeaky clean like record when it comes to the obias and the icks or whatever the case may be. But if you don't say the right thing here or you get caught saying the wrong thing there and the right group of people is willing to make a narrative or a case about you and get some real work done, some real work done. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point, too. I, you know what, man? I think I think I'll say this, man. The, the Internet is a gift and a curse. Right. And how we interact generationally with the internet is very, very telling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a millennial, I feel like we're the first, like we're the first generation of fluid internet access where like I grew up with, I knew what the internet was, I seen it in motion, but everybody ain't had access to it, right? It was, so when you get on the AOL and you hear that dial up shit and you start AOL chat, that shit was magical to me. Now, nigga, it seemed crazy. Like, what the fuck? This seemed, <laughs> you know, out of place. But at the time, it was magical. 
Then if you go back generations where you go Gen X, who they don't even know what the concept of internet is. They just know what computers are. And if you ask a, a boomer or the greatest generation what a computer is, they're going to tell you something out of doggone Buck Rogers space mystery thing or whatever, right? And then as you go on, I think what the internet means to each person change. And then I'm going to wrap it up by saying this. You know I relate everything to Star Trek, Dennis. There's an episode of Star Trek for everything. However, I'm going to spin this one to the Orville, which is a Star Trek-like show that I thought was really good. There's an episode of the Orville where they land on this planet and the planet currency and just like you just like uh just like your boy was just saying about like getting canceled and shit like that whether you get canceled served at a restaurant can you pay for stuff was based on how many likes and dislikes you had and this episode came out maybe like five six seven years ago or something like that and at the time i was like damn that's kind of crazy you know what i'm saying like it was like foreshadowing basically i was like damn that's crazy whatever now you know fast forward to years in the future that shit is poignant because your boy is on point with that one, bro. Like, like you can get when I became a coach, a high school coach, I had to go back on my Instagram because I am a millennial and old and I post everything. You feel me? And just like you say, it's a moment captured in time with your story, but it goes away if you don't put it in your highlights or whatever. I post everything or whatever. So I had to go back as a coach and look at my shit and be like, oh this joke about pussy, I got to take down. You know what I'm saying? I just can't have this floating out here. You know what I mean? Or this thing right here. Or even like when I post stories, Dennis, you might have noticed because you're in it. I figured out the little close friends thing. So certain things that when I only wanted to be addressed to adults, I put it in close friends. Because I don't want my kids to see what I'm talking about. Even if it's not. And Dennis, you've seen the stuff I post. It's not necessarily something that's inappropriate. It's just I don't think the kids should hear me making talks and saying things about relationships. You feel me? I don't think that's what y'all need to hear from y'all coach. So, so I don't talk about that shit outside of my close friends. So I guess I'm just saying that like with the internet, bro, and how things work or whatever, like it is really mysterious and different on how each generation interacts with the internet. And I think with the whole West Side Gun, with the whole Drake thing, with all that, I think the people who are in marketing for these albums and stuff, they know that. And they they definitely hit their target audience, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much spot on. Um one more thing I'll say before we move on is just it's good stuff out there. Y'all keep depending on the algorithm, and all it's gonna do is piss y'all off. That's all I got. Facts, facts. Uh, and for all my kids that are listening, look for the good stuff. That's the only thing, bro. Look for the good shit, bro. That's all you gotta do. You'll find it. Quick hit, though. I will say this, and this, and I think the, I think the kids will probably know about this. Um, that, um, the Ken Carson project is actually dope. I, that was the first Ken Carson project I, I listened to. Um, I ended up bringing Fight My Demons back a couple of times. Um, so, so shout out to him. But but got to keep things moving. Um, question for the pod segment. <laughs> and it reads as follows. And everyone's, and, you know, everyone's input is, is very necessary in this situation. <laughs> All right. So it reads. <clears throat> 
Oh, hold on, hold on. And it reads, I'm a 19-year-old stud dating a 46-year-old divorced woman. She has three kids, one boy that is 23, <laughs> and, two, and two girls, 20 and 25. The problem is these kids... These kids don't respect me as their father. Oh, shit. <laughs> Especially hey. the youngest one who was 20. Bro, stop. I, re- stop. I really, I really stop. love my kids, but how do I oh, make Oh, my God. <laughs> they think I'm only after her money, but she's the only woman that I really connect with on a spiritual and emotional level. Good I for moved you. up from my foster home last year and have been staying alone for a while. Now I'm thinking of moving in with her next month, but I'm scared of my stepkids. I've tried reading a lot of parenting books and still not getting any answers. How do I make Man, what? Stop, stop. Hold on. Do me a favor. Read the very first line again. Wait, did they do their summer reading before they did this? Uh... <laughs> okay. I'm a 19-year-old stud dating a 46-year-old divorced woman. Stop. That's why they don't think you they dad because you not, you not, you not, and you not. Listen, stud. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yo, I have to be, I have to be sensitive about this because I have players that are 19 year old studs right now. You wasn't a stud on the court, that's why you go to BCU. But listen, I, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, man. Where's this from? Where's this from, Dennis? From where did you get this? Where did you get this strawberry letter? From an anonymous, the person is anonymous. They said the per- okay. Well, not directly to us. Oh, listen, okay. Shawty, I was about to say because there's shawty, no way listen, they listen shawty. to our show and then send this to us. Listen, Shawty. Listen, Shawty. Let me say this. Let me get this one. Let me get this one. Cool. Let me get this one. Listen, Shawty. Um, I'm sure you're a beautiful human and a great human being, and I feel like you think you may connect with this woman spiritually and mentally and all that stuff, and that's cool. However, Shawty, this ain't your soulmate. This ain't your, a forty-six-year-old or whatever she is, divorced woman who I'm assuming she was she was married to a man, which is why she had her kids and now she's divorced. You the rebound, Shawty. You the rebound is not it's not what you think. You young and tender, bunyadinya. She's trying to put it up in you. You feel me? And she's going through her heat, right? Because she in her forties. That's why she left her husband because she feel hot in the ass right now. She's trying to figure out what she got going on. Don't do it. She's not going to introduce you into her mom. She's not going to demand your stepkids. That's why they don't respect you as your stepkids. They're not. And they're, they're older than you. They're older than you. They're not. You can't be my daddy if you're nine. My mama can marry a 19-year-old nigga right now. And as soon as I walk up on that nigga, you know what I'm saying? What's up, little nigga? That's what I'm going to say. Okay? If I don't punch so, that nigga first. <laughs> if I don't slap shit up right. So don't worry about that. that. I'm not telling you that there's a, a there's an age limit on love. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is be very very cautious of this situation because it sounds like you're getting set up for failure, where your feelings to be hurt. That's all. That that's me as a mature, grown ass man talking to you as a young woman. Now. That was Anthony. This is Hater Bear. This is Jazz. Girl, what the fuck you doing? 
get your ass. If you don't get your whole stud ass to the club and get you a little bad bitch and chill out, uh, you just moved out your foster home and you ain't living. Listen, if you're living with this bitch, then go ahead and handle that. They say it's for money. You should look her son straight in the face and be like, yeah, bitch, it is for money. And then when the mom say, did you tell my son you date me for money? I'd be like, why would he do that? Why does he hate me? That's what I would do. You should make this a lifetime movie, shorty. What are you doing? Stop acting like you really love that old bitch. <laughs> saying, dumb, saying dumb shit to us. It is what the fuck. <laughs> I'm so mad you, you brought that in our lives. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck, shawty? Shawty, I hope you listening to this. Bro, you hear that you need to get the fuck up. Either use this old bitch up or get the fuck on. Ain't no in between. Use the old bitch up or get on. Come on, man. I'm I'm ready for closing thoughts now. This shit is oh my god. <laughs> I want to I want to turn to turn to Khalil. Do you have anything? Any advice? Any pointers? <laughs> uh, no, not really, bro. That's that's kind of crazy. That's a crazy situation. <laughs> <laughs> you said that's crazy. Come on, a nineteen-year-old son. Is this mom? Yo, yo, <laughs> bro, that's not. It's not funny, but that's crazy, bro. It is funny, nigga. Don't come on here lying. <laughs> I'm about to say, nigga, you laughing. That shit is funny. funny. That shit is funny. That shit is funny. Everybody in their right mind heard that shit and was like, you shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> Man, what? and then you're 19. This woman is 46 years old. She's probably career sound or whatever. You know, she's going, bro, shawty going, bro, unless you start sneak dicking <laughs> with her ex, she going to leave you. Shawty bugging. Like, you bugging. <laughs> Bitch, she can't even let you rent the car because you get bad rates. Y'all, y'all want to know something <laughs> funny? Y'all want to know something funny? And I ain't gonna talk heavy on it. Um, but I do have a gay sister, and my daughter is gay. And I'm gonna say this though, something funny. I just talking about with them, whatever it is, and it, this falls kind of into this because I think Shorty got the same issue. What the fuck is up with studs wanting to date straight women? There are so many gay women out here, right? Why do you want to date straight women? It's so weird to me. It don't make no sense. It, I don't understand it. Like it's like, it's like, st and, and it, I see it every day at school because there's there's queer young women all around the school, and they and the the stud queer young women always want to date the straight pretty young women. They don't never want to date the girls who are they're straight girls who are feminine, who are gay, who only like girls. But they don't date them y'all boys. They only date the 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 ones who are straight or have kids or. Like niggas or whatever. Then they be like, oh my God, she hurt me. She started fucking with a nigga on the side. Duh. Duh. It could be like a, a challenge thing for them. That's I think it is, Dennis. Yeah, I think it is. And like I said, I'm not trying to speak on y'all. I'm not saying that y'all date who you want, love who you want. That ain't what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is if I was a gay man, I would get date gay niggas. I'm not coming after Dennis trying to get Dennis because you know what Dennis going to do? He's going to leave me for some coochie. Okay, so, uh, it, but but I don't think no gay man think like that because gay men are logical, or whatever. Unless you DLing a nigga, but I don't understand studs like shorty. You in a problematic situation. This woman probably was married. She got a twenty year old son. I guarantee, or I I, I take a, a a pretty good scientific guess. This woman was married for at least twenty years to a man, and now you over here rocking with her like she gay. She not gay. Get you a real person who's gonna love you forever, Shorty. You deserve real love. Everybody do. Straight up. I don't think I can, you know, 
I think you pretty much hit it on the head. I think that's the best advice. I can't even think of anything outside of that. Like, I think you pretty much, pretty much hit it on the head with that one. Um, Miles, you got anything? I got hella things, actually. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, 19 and 46. Good one, Playboy. Way to do it. Next of all. <laughs> I need you to go find the most expensive car in your price range, all right? You're not buying it for you. You're buying it for her. You got to play catch up, all right? If she got the bag, you got to get a bigger one. Start grinding, little nigga. Step three, all right? I need you to start planning your future with this person, like ASAP, like fully emotionally invest. Uh, start cutting <laughs> off all your other options. Um, make sure- Miles set you up for failure, short. <laughs> Make sure this person knows you're their one and only priority in life. And outside of that, there's not much that really gets you going. All right. Step four. And I really, I really implore you to take step four seriously. All right. You got to stop talking to other women for realsies. All right. Anybody that's giving you attention outside of this person, you need to take a screenshot of it. You need evidence to show to your partner to make sure that they know that other people want you, but you don't want them. All right. Triple down on that stance. Really make sure they know. And I think that's it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yo, Shorty, listen, I know you don't know Miles. I don't really know Miles that well. Either this nigga's problematic. Don't do none of that shit. (laughs) Leave. Get the fuck out of there. Let that hoe go to Jersey Mike. Okay? You're going to Firehouse. All right? (laughs) Two cars. Get a two cars. (laughs) Nigga, Miles about to have you in financial ruin. (laughs) (laughs) But true love go bail you out. Hey, what the fuck? Listen, I see both sides like Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) My guy's pretty like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Respect your father. I'm not even going to get into wrestling. Um, Shout out to them for for putting the the tag belts on Cody and Jay. I thought the fate, the face-to-face with Cody and Roman was pretty cool. Um, Roman versus LA Knight. We know LA Knight's not going to win as much as we would like to see that. But Unless they let him win, Dennis. If they do, we might be able to... fuck up everything. Unless they let him win. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen. Just... just, just this will be a, it'll be a different pod. <laughs> I'll say this too, man. Since we're not going to get deep heavy in the wrestling. When they put the belts on Cody... And and Jay, I was like, why are they – this is so stupid. Why are they doing this, right? And then I realized the belts – with the belts, you could be on either brand. So that's how they keep Cody on Raw and put him on SmackDown at the same time. And they that was pretty have, genius. I'm not going to lie. They didn't have to do the, the trade. They just went ahead and they're like, all right, Kevin Owens, SmackDown, you go. Yeah, because SmackDown need baby faces. I guess. But whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Continuing to cook, but well, it's gonna cook for real now because I seen that Triple H is now in charge of creative one hundred percent. Yes, so we cooking, we cooking now, we cooking. But everybody know that this is leading up to in Coop's hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Cody's gonna finish his story. Do you care about anything else in wrestling right now besides Cody beating Roman? Do anybody care about anything else? Now you're right. Thank you. 
I'm just saying. I'm not saying the other storylines ain't this and that. I like the Charlotte Jade Cargill shit, all mm-hmm. that, whatever. I like all that. Nothing matters right now more than the fact that Cody is going to beat Roman. And I think making L.A. Knight and, and, and Roman fight up until the Royal Rumble is brilliant. Or that's a good that yeah like like I said that's a that's a good look for them it's a good look for them they just got to make sure that they they got to make sure they keep us you know entertained all the way through WrestleMania which is way next year right and last thing I'm and way next year in the sense of way next year in April that's a long ass time last thing I want to say too or whatever is uh we got to get the belt up off Seth it's ruining Seth. He losing all his heat. Because right now, you, he got to be a baby face, and you want him to chase people. And he's beating people, and it don't make no sense. Like, that Shinsuke match was so good, bro. The last man standing match. I know. And then he – you beat Shinsuke with a, a power driver thing through the through the table. But Shinsuke did – he threw you through the sun. Damn, Superman. Yeah, I thought Seth Rollins was about to die in that match. But he didn't. But he kept getting up. This nigga Superman, huh? This nigga Superman. But Shinsuke, but Shinsuke go through a table once, and he can't get up. That was Vince man. That was his. That was his last evil deed. That was his last evil deed. That shit was terrible. <laughs> and, and guess what? I think it would have been cool if Shinsuke would have won the belt. You open up a whole bunch of shit, or or or. Common sense in that situation. It's a last man standing match. Shinsuke is beating the shit out of Seth. Makes Seth barely beat Shinsuke. Collapse on the ground. Here come Damian Priest. Let's get the fuck out of here. That was his ultimate opportunity to cash in right there. And he was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Shit, wow. But go ahead, man. All right. Closing thoughts. I guess I'll go first and let the new niggas come in and chime in after me. All right, niggas. Problematic situation going on. Okay. Niggas always say reading is fundamental, right? Um, I want to address something. Okay. For all the regular niggas, for all the hotel niggas, for all the niggas in general, like if you exist, I want to address something with you niggas. We were talking about the internet earlier and whatnot and following the algorithm and all this other shit. Please, niggas, read and understand things before you jump down the whole, I call it the Paris flag train. I don't know if y'all remember the shootings in Paris and all of that, but everybody put the little Paris, the French flag over their profile on Facebook without even looking into it or whatever. Well, that's what this is. And I'm talking about the Israel, um, Hamas, Palestine uh, conflict. Okay, listen, you can't just stand with Israel because you're religious. You can't just stand with Palestine because you're Muslim. You can't just stand with Hamas. Well, you shouldn't stand with Hamas at all. At the end of the day, it's a lot of little nuances and a lot of gray folds in this newspaper. But it's not unreadable. Okay? You have to read it and understand what's going on. What's going on right now is a prime example of what I always say on this show and bro listen to every other show is we just fall in line as niggas. We are good old American niggas and we are problematic because we hate white supremacy, but we love all of the features. 
okay? I think going forward, you guys need to, like, take a second, understand humanity, read about what's going on, and go from there. Because it's sad right now. We got people lying on people, saying they killed children while they're actually killing children. It's sad, y'all boys. Don't post pray for Israel. Okay? What you need to post is pray for the survivors. All right? I'm going to say this one more time. Free Palestine, my nigga. Pray with your hands open. That's how you receive energy. I'm out. All right, Khalil Miles, whoever want to go first? I'll go ahead and go. Um, yeah, not to piggyback off of what Tony said, but in, in, in lieu and in light of everything that's going on, I can't think of anything more apt and timely than to mention the genocide taking place overseas. Um, anybody that's been oppressed in America should know what oppression abroad feels like so it's just important that we as a people stay aligned with our true enemies I'm not going to get too you know I ain't going to get too wave the flag on y'all but do do pay attention and do stay vigilant um, media itself is largely a distraction and it's all it's always good to indulge and distract ourselves but you know, keep your heads high and pay attention. That's all. Yeah, I, I agree with what y'all said, but to kind of switch it a bit, to, to talk about what we were saying earlier about, like, uh, with the music and expanding your taste a little bit, I kind of agree with that. And I just feel like, you know, you can kind of use that in, in life, I guess. And I think it's just cool to, like, try and get out and try something new. So, you know, throughout the week, just kind of explore a bit. That's it. It's my closing thoughts. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, drink your water because everything is bad for you. It's your boy Coop. All right, <laughs> great pod. Glad, glad everybody can you know make it. Um, as I always say, may you and everyone around you experience nothing but love, happiness, and protection. Um, and yeah, I think. Everything said is is super important. Um, and I do think that, you know, I do think uh, the key point of, exp I think, exploring is, you know, very important. Like, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with just trying something new. I know for me, I've, I've been a person that, you know, like, I don't always like change. Like, you know, whether it be life changes or just anything else that has, you know, taking place and it can be hard to you know branch out or it can be hard to you know like find something new and welcome it with open arms so i see it i see it from that perspective but i do think it would be encouraging to you know take the time to figure that out you know i think you can you never know what you might you never know what you might pick up out of that haystack but i think next week you know what? Fuck it. We we already took last week off. I ain't gonna do that to y'all. But um, because Spider Man two drops next week, and I was I was like, 
I was like, are we gonna break for Spider-Man? Because not only the Spider-Man 2 drop, um Super Mario Wonder drops as well, the game where Mario can turn into an elephant. But we'll be back next week with another episode. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Like we already took last week, but you know. You know, sometimes, sometimes the games be like the music be music and the games be gaming too. And this is definitely one of those times, you know, and I'm excited. But, um, Jazz keep winning. I can do every Sunday. I don't care. (laughs) Straight up. But you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. And like that, we out. Peace.